This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today on Valley Views, we're visiting with Paul Parsons. Paul moved from Fort Collins about five years ago and is a full-time resident. He was a pastor and has a background in managing group dynamics and conflict resolution. He coordinates Trails for All, a local 501c3 focused on trail maintenance and education of those trail users. Paul, welcome back to the program. Thanks, Gary. It's always good to be here with you. Now, you're a serious hiker. Uh, As we record this, it's now into May, moving into the summer hiking season. What hikes do you think of when you think of this time of year? Oh, gosh. Well, I love the Rainbow Trail as it begins to clear off from snow, and it's pretty dry right now. So uh, my wife and I, we will go in at any of the trailheads that intersect with the Rainbow Trail and do a few miles uh, three, four times a week. That's great to get out. I was up at uh, Gibson yesterday. I'd been there about two weeks ago, and when I got uh, to Verde Creek two weeks ago, I couldn't even tell where the trail was. There was so much snow. Uh, Yesterday, nothing. So (laughs) it's a good time to get out. It certainly is. You've been on Valley Views several times, but remind folks in uh, Radio Land, what was the original catalyst for the initiative that became Trails for All? I'm grateful that you asked. It was a, an effort to create some sort of a trail movement that might be helpful to not only bringing people here to use trails, but to help our own folks to get out and uh, maximize or optimize uh, the uh, outdoors and recreation around here. And so um, it formed up in order to just see what might happen if in the development of trails and whatnot. And what we've been led to really is a primary purpose of being a partner with the United States Forest Service to help clear and maintain and rebuild trails, small jobs of rebuilding, like from erosion. And so we give our best energies to that and to education for people being able to safely and courteously use all the 221 miles of trails that are in the, our county. National Forest, open or closed right now? Well, I'm glad you asked because uh, as of April 6th, a series of restrictions were put into place in order to, uh, to deal with this virus. And in addition to that, now more recently, uh, there's restrictions that have to do with fire danger. So both of these are on the board right now. So if I might just share, until May 31st, at the very least, the overarching guidelines from the Forest Service and uh, Search and Rescue are, first of all, that developed National Forest recreation sites are temporarily closed. That means campgrounds, day-use areas, picnic tables, potable, uh, potable water stations, fire rings, restroom facilities, and trash collection. None of that is happening right now. However, parking lots, trails, and trailheads remain open, and dispersed camping is allowed. By that, they mean camping in places in the National Forest that do not have any facilities or services normally. So all of that is uh, in a uh, heightened sort of awareness and then a fire. Uh, fires are prohibited absolutely anywhere in the National Forest. It is quite dry and windy right now. Certainly. 
I'm grateful for being made aware of this danger, but I have not heard it or seen it hardly in anything written or spoken. And so I'm not sure how many people know that we're in a time of restriction. Let me ask, you're on the trails a lot. Uh, Just for your opinion, in the current uh, stay-at-home or safer-at-home climate, what are the hiking patterns? Do you think there's more people, less people? Uh, They are frequenting certain trails? Uh, What's your sense? From our being out as much as we are, we have been uh, kind of astonished that there were so few people during the stay-at-home time I thought that it might be an outlet for more people to be getting out. But how, uh, however, uh, since the uh, Safer at Home was put into effect a couple weeks ago, we have seen more people. And we don't know whether that's from the weather or whether it's from the easing up of restrictions. I could see various dynamics in those numbers. The thought from the state is that folks should stay close to home. So we shouldn't see a lot of hikers from Colorado Springs and Denver, but locally more people might get out uh, as they are looking for things to do. I certainly hope so. Uh, One of the things that with Trails for All we want to do is to encourage people always to increase their quality of life and their well-being by being out in nature, breathing the the air, uh, having the sense of hope that nature regenerates year after year and that this too shall pass, this corona business, or maybe a drought year, and that it, we're not going to be in it forever. So we really long for people to get out, but what we're keenly aware of right now is that it has to be done responsibly, or it could be just make things worse. And it's a great time to get out. Perhaps it's because we've all slowed down, but I noticed on our hike yesterday we stood and watched the Albert squirrels playing and looking at us. Uh, I was noticing all the bear scars on the ponderosas right there on the as you go south out of Gibson. There's a couple trees that it's really impressive. So you shouldn't always be looking at the mountains. I think it's uh, there's a lot going on in the forest, and this is the springtime. Uh, flowers are coming on the the, the bushes are putting on leaves, etc. I couldn't agree more. We have been, our attention has been drawn much closer to the ground and to the air as opposed to the height of the mountains this year. (laughs) And we have seen so many bird species that we just haven't paid attention to in the past. And everything is active, and boy, are they ever talking to each other right now. (laughs) (laughs) We noticed that too. Now, it's coming on trail maintenance season as the snow dissipates. How does the current situation change your normal approach as you come toward the summer? Well, we're having to do plan A and plan B. And plan A is life as normal, and we don't know if we'll ever get to that this year, but we are putting into place a comprehensive plan for the eight trails that the Forest Service has given us to open up and keep clear. And so we've got work crews being scheduled at certain times starting in the middle part of June all the way through uh, the beginning of September. And we're uh, doing recruiting and hoping to get good-sized crews to be able to go out with us, recognizing that none of that may happen. It all depends on whether the Forest Service opens up to something that's more closely aligned to what we would call normal. If we don't have any of that happening, there still are things that we can do, but they can't be under 
the United States Forest Service or under their workman's comp provisions or anything like that. It would just be individuals, not even with a moniker of Trails for All, uh, going out and doing trail summaries, hiking trails and then writing them up to add to our kind of a, a, a journal of trail summaries that we're putting together. And there are other things that we can do, like going out and looking for noxious weeds and seeing where the infestations are, or being able to find the places of erosion that need to be rebuilt. All of these things can be done. Plus, I can go out with a saw and cut a downed tree if I want to, but it's all on me if I do that or somebody else does. So as far as volunteering goes, you don't have to be an expert at uh, wielding a handsaw Mm -hmm. to help out. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, One of the things that we've been hearing from people is, oh, I could never do trail maintenance. I can't hike that far. I can't, uh, I don't know how to cut down trees. Everything that we do is really within people's wheelhouse uh, reach. You know, we might hike only two and a half miles one day and just go up the trail a a part of a mile and, uh, and, uh, do what we call, you know, uh, daylighting, just cutting down uh, thin saplings and whatnot. It's very easy. You don't have to be a lumberjack. What we're looking for is people who really want to get out and maybe would like to get out and, and make a new friend or two. In the work crews, we might have four or five people, and it's really a great bonding experience. So we're looking for people who, including uh, those who would go and count just go and sit by a trail for a few hours on certain trails on certain days of the year mm. to try to find out how many people are using this trail. <laughs> and, uh, and so what's the solitude character of that trail? So there's something for everybody. We hope that people will go to our website, sign up for our e-newsletter, and on that it'll ask you, do you want to do trail maintenance? Just mark it, and then we'll get back to you. And what is that website? It is... Trails for all, all lowercase, no, um, no underscores. Trails for all dot co, not dot com dot co. Okay, let me remind folks we're visiting this morning with Paul Parsons from Trails for All. Paul, when you were here last, you mentioned that Trails for All was looking at a workshop or two in the spring, as well as a community event. What's the status on that? All three of those got uh, canceled because of the, uh, the social distancing issue. And so we've put them on the back burner, and we're hoping to have Jeff Uthier from the Forest Service to be able to do um, a storytelling and courtesy on trails workshop. It'll probably be in the fall or next winter when he's back in town uh, you know, from fire mitigation and other things that take up so much of his time. Also, uh, some of the safety uh, work that Tom Dimler and John Carroll and others have done, we'll get back to those, but not this summer. And the uh, community event was going to be for, hey, look what we did on trails last summer, work crew-wise, and would you come join us this coming year? And, well, that's out. So this today, this interview is helpful to me to be able to get word out to people that if we can do what... Uh, we've done in the past, we'll long to have as many volunteers as we can get. 
it's a different year for everybody. Here at the station, we're dealing with a number of events we had planned, and we've had to cancel some. Uh, we're still hoping that some will occur mm. uh, in the mid to late summer. Uh, as we run short of time, let's uh, talk almost philosophically a little bit. This could be a great solace, the outdoors for people here in the valley. I was watching a news program from New York City and wondering how that feels compared to here where we can really get out. But as we use the trails and do our distancing, we want to be safe about it. Yes. I um, uh, Thanks for, for raising that. Uh, let me just share with you a few things that we're strongly, strongly recommending. Do stay close to home. We don't want to spread. Uh, you know, we may be carriers of the virus and not know it, and if we go and mix with other communities, it may make things worse for them. Vulnerable populations, like uh, those who are seniors, we need to be very careful. Six-foot separation, avoid crowding in parking lots, on trails, or scenic overlooks. Masks around other people, washing hands with hand sanitizer, taking Clorox wipes or their equivalent to wipe things down. Prepare for no services in the National Forest. You're on your own. Please be careful. Please keep your pets on a leash. And please, no fires. No igniting, no building, no attending or using a fire in the National Forest, period. Good. That's a good list. But be assured, uh, it is easy to get out on the Rainbow Trail and have a nice, safe hike. There's a uh, few possibilities for uh, hurting yourself if you're halfway careful, and yes. you'll enjoy it, I know. Paul, what have we missed? Well, I think just that um, the things that I just uh, spouted off uh, in that long list, they're on our website, and we would invite you to go to trailsforall.co and find a best practices list of all those things I just mentioned for venturing out into the forest during the pandemic, and you can download it. Uh, it's a PDF form, and just look for the orange banner on our website. Uh, please um, pay attention to these kind of details. But having said that, the solitude and silence and being close to the natural order is one of the greatest balms, healing experiences we can have at this time. Sports are gone. Distractions are gone. Go out. Walk a trail. Enjoy. And come to a greater peace. That's our hope for you. Paul, thanks for visiting us. Thank you, Gary. I, I love being here with you. You do a great job of interviewing, and it's uh, always a pleasure to be able to represent Trails for All. We appreciate your uh, continued support of the program. And let me remind folks that uh, there are always volunteer opportunities at Trails for All. And that website is trailsforall.co. Is that right? That's correct. Thank you. We've been visiting with Paul Parson, who coordinates Trails for All, a local 501c3 focused on trail maintenance and education of trail users. My name's Gary, and we'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. and again on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Send your ideas and comments to comments at klzr.org. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. 